are excited to have James Elberson here today with us. James is part of Sandler Coaching or Sandler Training in the greater Seattle area. He's been um, helping sales leaders be effective with their um, sales teams for over 11 years. Um, James, you're a veteran here when it comes to coaching and developing people and strategy. Uh, we're excited to have you. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, let's dive into it. Our, we're going to focus our time today on you've hired a salesperson and now you got to manage that person to performance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. James, what are some of the key things that you really focus on with a sales leader as they're trying to, to manage and develop their teams? So, so that's a great question. And it really all starts uh, as far as we're concerned with, with Sandler, uh, with your onboarding plan, what the, what the onboarding looks like, you know, too often uh, companies and managers uh, I like to say they're, they're woefully deficient in properly onboarding their, uh, their, their new people. And, and what do I mean by that? You know, throwing them a, a manual, uh, the company manual, uh, and uh, giving them uh, their list of accounts and, and kicking them out the door and say, go make money. That, that's not onboarding. You know I mean, onboarding really should be anywhere from a, uh, a, a one to three month process when it's all said and done. Sadly, and I don't have the information in front of me, but a couple of years ago, a survey was done and the vast majority of companies had a one day, you know, onboarding a program, a very, a very small percentage had up to three months. And so at, at least one, one month. And what do we mean by that? Basically, you know, how are you setting them up for success? Managing a performance, managing for performance starts with setting the right expectations and having a structure so that you know they are progressing uh, along as they should be. You're verifying that they're learning the things they need to learn when they need to learn them, that they have the capability to do the things uh, necessary uh, to perform the job well. And you can't expect them to be 100% proficient at everything on the first day or even the first week. That's, that's crazy. And so how are you breaking that down? How do you have this, this plan so that at the end of, of each week, uh, you know, they know what they need to be doing each day, each week? What are you testing them on? Uh, let's just give you an example in sales. At the end of the first week, one of the things that they should be tested on is how well they have uh, have and can uh, execute their 30 second commercial. That's what salespeople do. I have to get your initial interest. And it's not about uh, bringing out all my shiny objects and saying what what I can do. But whatever your your commercial is, how well are they at doing that? If they can't do that, then how do you expect them to get any further? But how are you verifying that they can do it and how do they know and when do they know that you will so that that's really where it starts uh, a, a, a a very comprehensive onboarding plan that helps them know when to do what when they need to know what and also test to make sure they're there you know that's that's a really good point one of the things that we notice is a big gap is um, when you really don't define the role really well as an organization then you don't necessarily have to hire for it, onboard it, and manage it. Mm -hmm. And so um, what you're speaking to, a lot of it is 
there's skills, right? Being able to do a 30 second commercial is a skill that they need to develop and verify is done well mm-hmm. for that member. Well, did you hire, do you understand what you're hiring for that skill? Taught them your version of that in your onboarding and are you reassessing that as you go with them? Absolutely. Because you want them to be exceptional in it, right? Absolutely. If you uh, want them to be mediocre, hey, just sit back and <laughs> they'll, they'll meet your expectations. And we're huge into um, pinpointing really like 10 to 15 key skills mm-hmm. that you onboard, you hire for, you onboard, and you ultimately manage all the time. It can't be a million things, mm-hmm. but there's going to be some key things that you got to hang your hat on. You know what I mean? And managers got to be able to give consistent feedback on those things and in review time. Absolutely. You know, so the person's always progressing. I, I coached college football for 10 years. Every day I got to see them at practice if those skills were developing. Exactly. Right? And so that, that same application isn't brought to the business world really well. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Well, how, about, how about some other things, James? When you look at, um, all right, you're kind of post-onboarding mm-hmm. and you're working with, you know, this person and they all got to hit their quotas. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are some key things that you think really help that manager manage well? Uh, so I got great, great follow-up question there. So a couple of things, and, and it really starts with when you were even in the hiring process. One of one of the believe one of the beliefs I have is that every hiring process should have some some sort of objective assessment, developmental type assessment uh, associated with it that identifies for you the developmental areas that that individual is going to to need should you hire them now once you once you do that you now have kind of the roadmap of where their growth is needed you know so as you as you say even once they're past the onboarding you know how are you actually uh addressing those particular areas that uh that you know they need to grow in so having that roadmap is important and and really what i also find uh, with managers where they may be lacking is they don't necessarily they haven't developed an individual growth plan for each particular representative and, and so this is going to be the foundation what that assessment tells you of what their growth plan should look like uh, you know managers are concerned about them hitting their numbers well okay but there's a lot of things that go into it if they're even able to uh, do they have the right mindset to, to reach those higher levels, to uh, consist, be consistent with the behaviors they need to do to find and, and close business? Uh, and, and do they have even, conceptually, are they the person to even pull off certain techniques or whatever it is? All those things can be determined in, your, uh, in the assessment. Now, additional to that is you have to understand what the personal goals are of your of your direct reports you know not not the corporate goals you you know the corporate goals they know the company goals but you need to understand their personal goals so you can effectively tie the achievement of those company goals to the uh progression and achievement of their personal goals a lot of managers do not know what personally uh, drives their direct reports to do that it's not just the paycheck it's what that paycheck represents and the more you understand that the more you can tailor your uh, your your uh your coaching talks and 
your uh, your individual meetings uh, about performance to what matters to them. And uh, yeah, that, that's really good. And we're we're we run our business off of EOS. So we when we do review, we say get it, want it, capacity to do it, mm-hmm. and so that want it right. That's those motivations on can be compensation, but career pathing, personal goals, things that they want to get done. Right. You got to know it. You have the you have the best employee in the world. If they don't want your position, mm-hmm. they're not the best employee. They're not going to perform like the best employee. You need them to hit those performance numbers. Exactly. Exactly. One more thing I'll add to that, and maybe well, I don't mean to uh, uh, to uh, usurp your next question, but uh, the other thing that managers need to understand from the standpoint of what motivates their individual, you know, in general, people are motivated by. Uh, five different, we call them the five twos, motivated to do, to be, to have, to accomplish, or to be known for. And it's not necessarily a one particular lane. Sometimes they overlap, but there's, there is a driving motivator uh, that, that really does affect why we do things, why we perform, why we go after certain uh, 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 tasks, you know, just full bore and why others don't matter. You know, some people want to be known to for being the best, the best employee. You know, so just employ that employee of the month plaque that they yeah. get, man that gives them the most satisfaction. Others couldn't care less. You know, they want to uh, to to have I don't know that new Tesla or whatever. So they're going to drive. They're going to be trying to hit those numbers, and to really understand. Uh, and sometimes people don't necessarily even understand themselves, but to have that conversation with those employees to get a better sense of what's going to drive and motivate them the most, man, that's going to give a manager a, a leg up as well on managing for performance. You know, and it's, it, it's so true. And, and if you look at it, you know, we, we're big believers and you want, you need to understand performance, measure what matters. And then how are you driving engagement, right? How are you driving that engagement? Well, engagement comes from the two top factors. Engagement are the manager. Mm-hmm. So when the manager knows how to coach, to assess, to understand what motivates his people to have that relational touch and then job alignment to your point, do they have the skills and capacity to do the job? Mm-hmm. They know when they're in the wrong seat and they get very disengaged quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. But they don't want to admit it all the time. Right. And or they need development to make it the right seat. You know, right. they're just not to the level of that seat. So, um, yeah, performance and alignment, huge. Right. For managing people to the ultimate goal of why you hired them. So, Absolutely. well, uh, James, really appreciated your insight today. I was a glad, really glad we could get you on the podcast and glad thanks to- for your time. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Uh, hopefully I said something worth worth hearing. And uh, glad to contribute any way I can. Awesome. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Ben.